Hey everyone, if you haven't noticed, we're taking a brief break from the Naval series to bring you a special episode on Eric Weinstein's The Portal. If you haven't listened to the abbreviation, go back to episode 5, where we've taken Eric Weinstein's hour-long thesis episode and abbreviated it to under 10 minutes. Then, in this segment, Tim and I provide our thoughts on these thought-provoking ideas. Hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Podcast Abbreviated, where we break down the best podcasts into short episodes so you can discover new hosts and new podcasts and simply get to the best stuff faster. Hello and welcome everyone to this episode on breaking down Eric Weinstein's The Portal. So the first piece we want to talk about that Eric brought up is what's called an ego. Tim, can you define what an ego is and how it applies to this episode? An ego is an embedded growth obligation. It is not what psychologists talk about when you talk about we all have an ego. If you look at a publicly traded company in the stock market, they are under the obligation to return value to investors. And the way they do that is through growth. So the entire company is structured in order to increase their stock price and bring value to the investors. And it's not simply that they must make a profit. They must do better than the expected growth. So a stock price of a company isn't just the current value, it's the future value built into today. For the stock price to go up, they have to beat the expectations of analysts, which means they have to grow further than what would be a natural growth rate to keep growing. And that's an embedded growth obligation. It is embedded that they must outperform the best expectations around their company success. So when you realize it that way, I think Eric is saying that may not be healthy in the long term. And I think it's important to bring this out of just the publicly traded company model. The government has this, the government agencies, the regulatory agencies, Congress, the House of Representatives, and even international organizations like the UN, the World Health Organization, there are a lot of institutions that are under this embedded growth obligation or are connected to the organizations that do have embedded growth obligations, so they play ball together. So because of that, if natural organic growth slows, it becomes a problem for those companies and those institutions. And how do they respond? Well, they're going to respond by defending themselves against threats that threaten that growth. And so if an idea or an individual comes up and proposes something that goes against either the narrative they're trying to purvey or the structure that allows them to grow artificially and expose that, then they're going to defend against that. And the method in which they defend against it Eric identifies as strategic silence, which is a group of credentialed, quote unquote, authorities, people in power in politics, on academic boards, on financial boards or credentialed journalists, leaving out and silencing the ideas that would therefore threaten them. So not mentioning them so that their narrative is mainstream and whatever the ideas and the innovative threats become fringe. So how do we now react as we sense that our institutions are starting to artificially suppress ideas? What do we do now? I think what it means is that we should not 
be path dependent, meaning following the path that our parents followed or our friends followed just because they followed it. And that's a cognitive bias that I think we're all susceptible to is just to do what we're doing because it was what was done before. What I think the key principle here is to not think of these institutions as the sole purveyors of truth. Seek out individuals who are outside of that and are arising because of a history and a series of truthful claims being made over time. And if Eric's right, I think there will be more and more cracks in the ivory tower, in the news media, and there will be some more opportunity for the entrepreneurs out there to take Naval's ideas and to actually put into play something like a podcast abbreviated, like community news sources, like alternative education structures that can help us all get better, become better humans, learn more, be closer to truth without having to kiss the boots of those who were before us. And that's what's exciting to me about this podcast is it's not only explanatory, but it will predict some of what is to come. And if we can pick up the mantle, pick up the microphone, pick up the pen, get online, decentralize these access and these resource points, I think our future is going to be much brighter than it was in the past. And then another piece, a second thing you can do if you're saying, hey, you know, I've, I got a day job. I've, my day is full. <laughs> like I, I would love to participate in this pushback against the gated institutional narratives or the disc. The other option is to seek out those people that are doing that and to support them. And you don't have to support them with money. You can support them with a subscription or with a click or with a like. And just by showing your support and giving views to people who are actually doing this. And it takes a lot of integrity, takes a lot of courage, and it takes skill and rigor. All of these components are very difficult and it takes a lot of work to accomplish. And so there aren't a huge amount of people doing this, but the people that are deserve our support, especially when they're being vindicated for their hypotheses that they're proposing before it becomes mainstream, that's a great way to say, hey, this guy has a rigorous process that works. And the more he does this, the more I'm going to trust. Are there people out there who have the credibility to build up your trust, even though they're not in the official gated institution, even if they don't have the specific credentials? Are they building up trust because they're exposing themselves out in the public, online, and just by supporting them, you are lifting their idea from niche to mainstream. That's right. And, you know, what I'd love to do here is just outline for people out there a couple places that they can go to find these people that might be outside of the gated institutional narrative. So when it comes to journalism and finding reporters who are far outside of that, I'm going to name two sources, uh, Substack.com and Patreon, two places where you can go right now and identify and find people that are going to be presenting the truth as they see it and are looking for people like you to support them financially to keep doing that. So again, that's Substack and Patreon. And what's cool about those places is you can find people that speak to you as well, that write in a way that you enjoy, but then also have the integrity to where they don't have to be editorialized by some higher power. And the last thing I'll say is that's why we're on a podcast platform because podcasts are the place for people to go direct to their audience like we're doing here today. Doubling down on podcasts is a great way to continue to learn without having the gating function of the news media. So 
potentially taking the hour-long daily diet that you spend watching cable news or reading the newspaper and maybe splitting it 50-50 with another podcast that you find to be a good place to get the lowdown on what's going on. And once a topic goes from a single individual speaking about it on Twitter, on YouTube, on Substack, to part of the mainstream narrative, that's when things change. That's when it goes from an innovation that is theoretical to an innovation that can change culture, that can change science, that can change society, is when it gets adopted by the mainstream. And with that, I just wanted to say I encourage everybody to check out our YouTube channel where you can get these abbreviations in video form, which is another way to consume them. And to further what you're saying, Chris, my personal goal here is to make consumption of ideas effortless. I want it to be easy, fun for you listening to this today to be able to get something valuable, walk away from it, having these ideas presented in a fun, engaging way and to have it improve your life and those around you by making it easy to consume these valuable ideas and to find thinkers like Eric Weinstein, who you should connect with. You should follow him on Twitter. You should check out the full podcast and yeah, get connected and stay plugged into some of these people because we found them to be highly valuable and unique perspectives. And if that's something you're about, head over to podcastabbreviated.com and sign up for our newsletter where we're going to send you directly our videos and audio podcasts so that you can have one source to where you don't even have to look anymore. This information can come to you. These thinkers can come to you if you sign up for our newsletter. If you liked this podcast, please rate it and leave us a review and feel free to share this with your friends or family. We are two guys sitting in your closet right now <laughs> recording this podcast. And what we want is to keep doing this. And we need people to support our work as well. If you found this valuable, please give us a rating, drop us a review, subscribe to the email newsletter. Yeah, share with your friends because that's how ideas spread. You need a, a group to adopt ideas in order to get in the mainstream. And the only way to do that is to share. That's right. All right. Well, until next time. See you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.